All right, welcome everybody to another episode of We All Speak in Poems. Today, me and Chantelle are just going to have a little quick conversation. You know, it'll be a short one, a short podcast, just, you know, about whatever. <laughs> How is, uh, how's your month been? I feel like that was so rambly. You were trying to emphasize so much that it's going to be a short podcast, but you like really rambled there. Okay? Well, I just have to put it in their heads that <laughs> this is exactly what it's going to be. Um, this these past three weeks we put out michael ash smith's episode yeah and lola tone's episode yeah. and i hope everybody liked those ones they're great um ever since i had the the conversation with sean from lola tone i've been like enamored with them <laughs> i love them i love it i yeah i love i love when people speak so passionately about something mm-hmm. and it just makes you so hyped that's definitely what he is like especially just you know with all the the instruments that he makes and he just the music he makes it's so cool and he's just doing his thing but yeah this is just going to be a general conversation how has uh how's your last month been oh a lot of changes yeah, yeah you're <laughs> in the of, middle of changes yeah a lot of personal things happening and changing and it's nice right now mm-hmm. it's been good yeah feeling good about it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly how's it been for you yeah i've just been going through waves of Insp- inspiration inspiration and just you know sometimes it's just not it's not fun you know like when you have writer's block <laughs> writer's block and overthinking and yeah. everything and this is where i'm trying to go with this is i would like to open up a discourse about sort of artists release scheduling Mm. you know because so for me in my mind the way i want to do things is release a song every single month forever yeah right but obviously that doesn't work like in my mind i can off the top of my head think of two artists that have done the monthly releases for a year and i don't know if you can I don't know if you remember. I, I know Lala Tone did because oh, uh, yeah, it, went with, did. it went with like the seasons and stuff and even the titles, they were all quirky as they usually are. Well, he did it for a f- one a week for a year, which is crazy. Oh, one a week. Yeah. I thought but, that was one a month. So the first oh, artist... Yeah, it was 52, right? In, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first artist I can think of is Feverkin. Remember oh, okay. he did his calendar project? He did yeah, January to December. That. And it was fantastic. And I only missed a couple of them, I think, when he was doing those. But generally, it worked out well for him. Yeah. Um, Worked out well in what sense? Like, what are you trying to get by doing a song a month? I think he was satisfied with the project and it grew him as an artist, like in terms of following and all that. And that makes sense because you're being consistent and you're coming out with something so often that people aren't really able to forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's another band that did it. And oh, a while ago. Um, oh, wonder. Oh, wonder. Yeah, and they did two songs at a time, though, right? It was no, like it was only one at a time. Oh, wonder. and I remember by the time, so I loved Oh Wonder's like first four songs. Then by the time the fifth song came out, I was like, I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> like, stop or drop the album. I think it's just unfortunately for them, to our ears, it was too repetitive. Mm. Like, their stuff was so similar that it was kind of like, I f- we feel like we've already heard this song. And, you know, when we first found them, the songs that they came out with, we had on replay that mm-hmm. whole month. That's you true. know, so, like, we were really tiring ourselves out of that style, I guess. I also just realized 
um, they were also promoting the fact that it was going to be an album. Yes, and I don't true. think Feverkin did. Obviously, he had like the calendar project that was going to be on a record after, but he never intended it to be an album. And even on Spotify and stuff still, I think it's just singles. Oh, really? He never compiled them. I, I could be wrong about that. I actually, I can't think about it off the yeah. top of my head. But it, it leads to the interesting thing of like, in my mind, I'm worried about people either starting to not care because there's too much stuff coming out mm-hmm. or putting out a not great song. Yeah. You know, because there's too much pressure there. Yeah, because there's such a strict timeline and a short timeline at that, unless you start the project early. Like, it, if you were to do this, let's say, would you make this, like, all 12 songs now or would you actually do it one month at a time and kind of whatever you came up with that month you would release i think i would want to do it where like whatever i come up with that month is what i put out but i I know the way that i am um i would get it all done like before beforehand yes and then release it slowly and then get tired of the idea by the time the last one comes out and hate it but that's what i'm saying maybe it would be best for you to kind of do it the other way where you have the song that you have to make within the month yeah i mean i think i'm just worried about the off chance that i wouldn't be able to make a song for that month you know it's kind of it's kind of like the podcast here like we're so far ahead um because I'm, I'm worried that we won't be able to um, schedule the artists or the people that we want to talk to yeah. and we'll end up missing a week or two and although it's not the end of the world i don't want that to happen yeah you know what i mean i mean i'm not an artist i understand what the podcast because that's a different realm i feel like but i'm not an artist so i don't know if this would be inspiring but i feel like it'd be so inspiring to kind of like you're challenging yourself you're like okay like i have to find time to make a song that i'm happy with in 30 days like every month that'd be so fun i don't know Maybe just try and do it and don't release it just to see if you can do it or like yeah. if it's uninspiring to you or maybe it'll bring more inspiration. Like, okay, sorry if you can hear Oreo in the background. My goodness. He <laughs> 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 can't get comfortable. That's like two minutes. There we go. Oh my God. Good boy, Bob. That's funny. Um, I guess that, that brings it back to the conversation we were having the other day, um, which actually I've lost the thought now what did what did you say (laughs) i was just saying that i think it'd be fun to challenge yourself and like almost force yourself to find inspiration yeah because the way that i work is i will go three months three months making a bunch of songs like i'll make a whole album in three months and then i won't touch anything for two to three months you know like i won't want to Mm -hmm. so yeah and like we were talking about the other day um we were on a walk through going through the forest and we were talking about it the idea of doing something every day if you're able to stick with it, of course, you're going to see great results, but it's not always sustainable and yeah. reachable. So yeah. maybe even, yeah, just thinking about it in the monthly thing, like even if you have one month where you make six songs yeah. and that you're happy with, um, still come back the next month and, and make something. I think maybe slowing it down like that is actually a really good idea. Yeah. Hmm. I mean... I don't know if any of the listeners are into New Year's resolutions. Um, I mean, we aren't really. I feel like no. we always try. I don't really like the idea of it. I know. Well, why don't you like the idea of it? It. I think it's the pressure thing. Oh, right. Okay. I think because it's a New Year's resolution is the reason I wouldn't continue it. 
Yeah, it's just not a good enough reason to stick with it, is what you're saying. Like, you don't... Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I'm sense. hating something, I'm not going to stick with it. Oh, because it's my New Year's resolution, you know, like fitness no, and I stuff, even though I know I should. Yeah, I, and I think the whole idea of it is just challenging yourself and, like, get, forcing yourself to come out of your bubble. Yeah. I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> it's all good. But I do want to ask you as a listener, let's say not so favorite artist, an artist that you like is coming out with music so regularly like does it suck to miss releases or does it not really matter i'm gonna expose myself right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm such a hypocrite i feel like like especially on the podcast we really praise supporting artists that you like and staying up to date with them and I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I go in really big waves. So like I'll listen to an artist and I, I usually actually go through back catalogs before I really look at what they've released recently. And then I don't know, like, yeah, sometimes I see that an artist that I like has come out with something and I get excited. And other times I'm kind of like, oh, I'll listen to it later. I don't know yeah. why. I'm not really big on new new releases. But at the same time, I don't go back and listen to like old music. You know, that makes any sense. Like old new music. Yeah. You have to wait a couple of years before it's old music and then you go back to it. I guess. I Not that, that I have to, but no, it just but then ends up happening like that. I don't know. I get more hyped about finding music when I find it on my own than like when someone tries to introduce it to me or when, you know, algorithms come into play and like, oh, people have new releases. and Yeah, uh, I, I, I 100% feel that when you're just searching and then. Or not even searching, you're listening to music and then all of a sudden something new comes on, you get yeah. much more excited about it. And, you know, it even happened with me um, this past month, like Slow Meadow has released three singles from his new EP. And the first one I was so stoked to yeah. listen to. And I listened to it and I listened to it like a hundred times. It oh. was so good. <laughs> and then the second single came out and I didn't listen to it right for, yeah. for a couple of weeks. And then the third one came out and I only just listened to it. Wow. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know why that is. But you really enjoyed all the songs. I really enjoyed all the songs. And I'm very excited for the EP. And I know when Mm -hmm. the EP comes out, I'll I'll listen to it that day. Yeah. So I don't know what that says. I don't know either. Like, is it worth it just to put out one single and then your project? Do people generally get less interested the more singles? Like, I I know they do, especially when you hit a threshold. You think so? I mean, for for us alone, when I put out that album. Um, we put out what six singles out of a nine track album or maybe five and I felt it uh, and I know people did because they commented like when is why do you have so many singles yeah um it's like overbuilding the hype you know it's like okay especially (laughs) when they're so far apart like those were six weeks apart all those five songs and it was just I don't know why that happened so like would it have done better I'm not that it did bad in any case, but would it have done better if it was just one single and then release or even a surprise release? Yeah. Because I get stoked off surprise releases. But in the grand scheme of things with all listeners, does that work better or worse? I'm assuming worse. I mean, I definitely think obviously everyone's different, but also every genre is different. That's a really good point that I didn't even consider. (laughs) I also think it's like, we talk about this all the time and it, it stems across every platform, not just Spotify or any other music platforms. But um, there's so much oversaturation. Mm-hmm. Like there is, 
a new song there's a probably like a million new songs coming out every single day (laughs) and then when you really narrow it down to release day which for whatever reason every artist follows like what is it thursday or friday like that's when everything it's same with movies too Mm -hmm. like all the new movies are released the same day um and it's kind of overwhelming (laughs) that's a good point like even some of my favorite artists like um a winged victory for the sullen came out with an album i don't know if it was this year or last year and they were one of my favorite duos yeah you know dustin o'halloran and adam wiltsey i still haven't listened to the new album really but i i love their previous work and i know i'll love it but i just you just haven't made time for it yet i don't i mean i've had time i just haven't listened yeah you know and it's it's a really interesting thought and like as an artist, should I expect people to listen to my new stuff? Or does it even matter? If they really uh, connect with older work, should there be a, um, you like know... a reason? Not a reason, just like an expectation oh. for them to listen. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you should always release new stuff and keep making new stuff, even if, as an artist, even if you see the numbers and it's like your old stuff is still doing somehow better than your new stuff let's say Mm -hmm. theoretically speaking um you should still make new stuff no that's not what i'm asking though but of course i'll always make new stuff but should i expect the same amount of people especially like the bigger fans that really connect with it should i expect them to even want to listen to new stuff yeah (laughs) you think so yeah i think so especially for the really big fans like those are the people that are super stoked to hear your new stuff right that's true but your favorite artist do you catch every release probably ne- not neither, neither do i but i will i was stalling for so long there <laughs> <laughs> because like i don't even know i i'm really bad at having favorites like like i said at the start i, I go in and out of things right so it's yeah um, i feel like you have more favorite albums than favorite artists yeah. Where you'll get attached to a song or an album more than Well, the and also, it's not only with music. It's with, like, everything. <laughs> I don't get excited for things before they happen. It's really weird. Like, we'll That's be planning true. a trip, and you'll want to talk about it every day, and you'll be so excited. And, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Like, And, like, obviously, I'm genuinely excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's kind of like I'm bad at... Um, Anticipation or something? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, well, it's not here yet. There's no point in wasting my energy. Might as well just wait. So like with even Tyler's, Tyler, the creator's new album that came out uh, this year, we were listening to singles and stuff. And I, I remember too, like with the singles, I don't even think I was really listening to them. I think it's because I knew it was just kind of the singles getting ready to release the album. So I was kind of half-heartedly listening to the singles because I think when an album comes out or an EP comes out and I am excited for it, I really like to listen to it from beginning to end. That's fair. So when singles are released for a lot of artists, I actually find I have a hard time listening to them because I'm more excited about the album or the EP than the singles. And and that's pretty much the point that I'm trying to get across. And for anybody listening, I would love to know your thoughts on this too like the only reason right now that there's always six singles before an album for big artists and really everyone now um is for the algorithms and you know for the dsps like spotify and apple music to get them on playlists you know it it 
increases the chance of that but for an actual fan i feel like it just burns us all out yeah like by the time a third uh, and as the artist too by the time the third single comes out i'm like the album still isn't out yeah like i'm so over it and i feel like again i'm not an artist but i feel like a lot of artists musicians when they're creating albums they have it laid out in a certain way to be listened to yeah so it's like if you have nine tracks or ten tracks on your album and six of those are being released out of order yeah that's out of point. context i don't know yeah and for me personally i also like um having really strong visuals yeah with um songs and the more songs you put out as singles the less um you're able to have really strong visuals yeah. with all them. you know the, the you quality kind of like goes down until the last one which also has a really good one you know it's like yeah it's kind of like throwaway songs at this point it's really weird <laughs> i find it very strange i find it really interesting how the whole music industry just does the same thing and i guess it's not just with the music industry like yeah, there's a formula that tends to work. Yeah, for every different type of... But the more people that get into it, the less it works. It, well, that's, what, really I, that's what I was trying thing. to get at is like, it's interesting how they're all doing the same thing, but it's like, I feel like it's not working as well as to however they used to release music. I don't know. Yeah, it's like an opposite prisoner's dilemma. I wonder if we're the only ones feeling this. <laughs> I, that's what I'm, that's why I wanted to talk about yeah. this, you know? Because I feel like there's probably so many people listening that are like, what are you even talking about? Like, I get so <laughs> stoked when my favorite artist comes out with stuff and like, I'm always on top of it. And, you know, you get the emails from yeah. people that you buy from off of Bandcamp, buy from off Bandcamp. I can't talk tonight. I'm so sorry. You get what I'm saying. You said it perfectly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to uh, to stutter or anything or to travel back. Um, yeah, which I guess brings us on to the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which is just simply, you know, catching up on um, what you've discovered this month. Oh. <laughs> or in the last two days. I, know, I was going to say, I think you know, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I just like to talk about it though. Um, I guess the past month if there's really been anything but yeah the past two days um i'm trying to think how it started before i go into it i don't know i found tosh sultana you you had found notion before yeah that, i though. found notion on spotify oh okay okay so about a month ago my brother was over we were playing board games and you put on a playlist in the background um on spotify and we were so caught up in our game and whatever we were doing, but then all of a sudden the song came on and I was like, what is this song? <laughs> and it was Notion by Tosh Sultana. Um, and then like a week or two later, I was like, okay, let's see if I can find something else by her that I like. And I think we actually just looked her up on YouTube to see if she had a Notion video live. Mm -hmm. And then we found her tiny desk, I guess. And then her tiny desk and then all of her other like the bedroom recordings, the really old ones that those are the ones that blew up and actually got her famous <laughs> um oh she is just so talented like the energy and the talent and the passion just like i'm watching this through the tv i can only imagine what it would be like in person yeah and you're I just would like love... she is so cool yeah <laughs> that's all i kept saying <laughs> yeah do you see how cool she is i want to be that cool <laughs> oh man yeah that's, that's been your main that's one been this my month? thing yeah yeah i don't think i've been like i haven't discovered anything no. new this month like um obviously there was a new slow meadow 
yeah. singles. I think the EP comes out soon. I can't actually think of when that comes out. Um, Hammock released a new album, which is oh, obviously yeah. very good. Hammock's always amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't even rank their albums because they're all just different. They're, they're, they represent different times, you know, yeah. for me. I'm, I'm sure just like it does for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Benoit Puillard came out with his new album today. And it's very, very good. As usual, you know. Today as in a week before this is coming out. <laughs> yeah, today as in the 29th, the 29th of November. Yeah. And I listened to it and it was obviously very good. He's got his very signature style, like the distorted ambient. It's very sick. Yeah. I don't know how he does it and gets it so clean. And... Yeah, this month has just been interesting. How do you go about finding new music? That's a good question. And like, how often do you try to find new music? Like, is it something that you, like, is it a daily practice for you? I'm saying like so much. Um, But I feel like there's been a lot of musicians that we've heard about where kind of part of their writing process is finding new music or even just listening to old music, old songs. I think that's definitely... When I'm writing music is yeah. when I find the most music. Okay. Um, but I haven't been writing music lately. Um, so my discovery of music has dwindled to pretty much nothing. Mm. At least new music. Like, obviously, there's a couple metal bands that I've found recently that yeah. are pretty good. But in general, it's just been... I, I don't think I've actually been listening to music that much either. Yeah. Which is interesting, which sucks. You know, I hate these months. I sometimes. know. I feel like everyone goes through that yeah. every once in a while. It's like uninspiring. It's yeah. just stagnant, it feels like. But in that time being, I've been learning a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you go through these these uh, waves of what's the point yeah. of a lot of stuff. And two weeks ago was that. The whole week I was like, anything I would try to do, I would stop in, in an hour and be like, I'm not getting anywhere. So Aww. screw it. But last week was just, you know, pure enthusiasm on my point, just from Blender and stuff. I, I, yeah, stuff. okay. I was hoping you would specify because I was like, you said that you haven't been making music lately and you're not clarifying that it's with Blender. But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just trying to learn something new and trying yes. to get into a different, different headspace, hobby. Yeah. different hobby, which is just interesting, you know. And like, I think a bunch of the projects that I've been working on for Alaskan Tapes um, have kind of been coming to a close. Like the music video and stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, in December, we were supposed to put out two songs that had a pretty big music video, but that got pushed to January for anybody listening. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with spilling those beans because it's <laughs> fine. Um, but I finally saw the final cut or almost final cut the other day and it's, it's a good looking video. Yeah. So like that's psyched me up even more. And like I have these four songs that are coming out right at the start of 2022. And, okay, I'm just going to back up. Okay, so <laughs> so Seconds and Holler came out and All We Can't See and I can't even remember the other name. Although I like the track. It's fine. It's okay, fine. I'm really bad with names. So. Um, it's the two ABs that, that came out these past couple months. And it just sucks when you put out music that you're not super hyped on. Like the two piano tracks that came out, Seconds and All We Can't See, they were with the old piano. I don't feel like it was recorded well. They were written so long ago. Like, literally, I think I recorded the horns for All We Can't See probably over a year ago now. Wow. And it just sucked waiting, and it made me uninterested in the songs. And 
not enthusiastic about them anymore. But these newer ones are newer songs and they're coming out in a shorter period. And I just have to say, 12 minute song that's not <laughs> drone is coming out. And I am so stoked on it. There's a couple things that I wish I could change, but I'm not worrying about it too much. Like just pretty much the viola is not recorded super well because yeah. I couldn't be there with the violist when she was recording. But both those songs are sick. And actually that that's the song that the music, music video is being made for, although it's an ambient version of that song. And even the piano track that's coming out with that is going to be really sick. And I'm just stoked looking forward to that and trying to envision where the project's going to go like i i feel like every artist has this where they put out stuff and then they wish they could take it back yeah and those last two ab's are, are ones for me not because they're horrible tracks or anything just because they're not up to standard i feel like and although the 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 numbers don't match that you know they've done pretty well that's and usually I'm happy how with it them. goes with you <laughs> yeah true. a lot of the songs that you're least happy with are the songs that do really well. That's true. But I do wish I could just take them back, refine them a bit, and then throw them back out. Because yeah. I got the new piano and stuff, and it was just too late to record, uh, re-record them. Um, we couldn't stop putting them out. You know? Yeah. It was already in the pipeline. Especially now that I'm on the label, it makes all the logistics of that more difficult. Yeah. yeah more uh, complicated. Um, to go back to what you said a while ago, um <laughs> how do you feel about long songs like obviously you're really excited for yours to come out but both as a listener and a creator how do you feel about long songs i'm mixed on them because when they're really good they're really really good yeah but if they're not that good they're pretty bad <laughs> do you know what i'm saying that was really good description <laughs> like the <laughs> the um the payoff isn't equal right okay, like yeah. it's harder for it to be a great song and it's way easier for it to be a bad song i guess so because it can kind of drag on or just change up too much or mm -hmm. yeah and i know where you're going with this with tosh's songs they're all very long oh um, well yeah but i was also thinking of that one song that we both really like i can't remember who it's by but i know it's called um no one's ever going to love me oh um, yeah by miles miles G gavin or something is that who that's why i'm trying to look it up quickly yeah, by Giles Corey. Giles Corey. Or Gills Corey. I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No one, ever's, no one is ever going to want me. That's a sick song. It's a really good song. But it's It's such a buildup. But I, yeah, I was listening to it today and I feel like nothing really happens for the first, I think it's eight minutes long. So eight for minutes, the first like yeah. six minutes, nothing really happens too mm -hmm. much. And then you kind of feel the buildup get bigger and bigger and then the explosion happens like towards the end there. In context of his full album... It works so magically. Well. Yeah. But as a single, I guess like we've been talking about this whole time, it it is would, it would just be confusing. It would yeah. it would be not there'd be no point to it. Not no point to it. Those are harsh statements, I feel like. Not really. But no, yeah, it's just out of context. Like Yeah. It's just not how the artist wanted you to hear it. I maybe, I don't know. Um, but I like it as a single, to be honest. Like, that's how I heard it originally, was as a single. That's a tough one, too, though, because the volume 
changes so much yeah yeah it is <laughs> if you're just... playing it like quietly in your headphones at the start or if you're playing it loudly at the start because the beginning's so quiet it'll blow your ears it, out. Yeah. yeah and then when you're in, i normally listen to that one in the car because it's on yeah. my playlist so it'll just come on and i don't hear it for the first six minutes yeah but i know it's the song you know and then all of a sudden it That's comes funny. in and i'm like that's you sick. have to listen to it like you have to actually listen to it though. i really love that song the whole beginning even though it's not too much like it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's a really good song but okay so now i feel like you've spoken about how you feel about it in terms of a listener but what about a creator when you're creating a really long song like how do you feel about that process it's hard it is so hard to write a song and it's so hard to be happy with a long song mm. but it feels good when you can do it yeah you know when you finally get it like this song that i was doing is was kind of a fluke and although it's 12 minutes it technically is two songs yeah um like the last three or four minutes is sort of the ambient version of it you know it sort of fades out and then comes back up with the bass and stuff um i feel like that's where you were going with the tosh sultana thing because a lot of her songs are very long and are like that where it's kind of yeah. you feel like okay that song could have ended and this could literally be a completely separate song and that's why it works for her well the discussion we had about it is maybe you know if someone is listening to their songs separately or just on shuffle instead of like through a full play through through of like an album she's able to have more control over what songs are being put together technically yeah it's I'm the exact sure same reason as when tyler the greater does it i guess so yeah i'm sure both of them though like it's they're intentionally making that song that long and they see it as one song not as two yeah in in tosh's point of view yes but in the tyler point of view you don't think so no i think he just puts the song there is that transition yeah yeah, and there's a clear transition that's true and he puts the slashes in the title like they are separate songs he just wants them to be heard together and i think that's so cool that is so cool the fact that he still does it even though he's winning grammys and all this stuff now like what do you mean even though because he was doing it before and when you're smaller it's easier to experiment and just do weird stuff like that um but when you're bigger i'm sure the labels like what (laughs) separate them so that we can push them and get more streams yeah or more sales or or whatever um but the fact that he's like no like that those songs are together yeah sometimes he does it with three songs yeah um like i think he did it was the bonfire yeah it was wolf yeah it was the campfire one it was just cool that song and something to look up to as an artist i don't know i have a love-hate relationship with uh long songs you know like i agree the one that comes to my mind is untitled two by tarantel oh yeah i listened to that one it's like nine minutes yeah and it's the same thing for the whole time almost building slightly and it's like the best song in the world it's so good i think it's this is going a little bit off topic here but i think with that song like i feel like the whole purpose of it is literally to just help you as a listener slow down yeah and literally just focus on the moment like that's how that song makes me feel (laughs) oh man that's such an amazing song it's so good and i feel like that's why a lot of ambient music can get away with being half an hour long sometimes yeah which is very cool to me i've never made a song that long but i want to yeah um that'd be cool and we spoke to we spoke to our benny about that oh yeah in his episode that's coming out who knows when (laughs) um because he came out with an album that was essentially eight different songs just as one song um and i thought that was super cool yeah and he was explaining i can't remember exactly what he explained 
just maybe it was the way it was written or something. Um, but I loved it. And I think it's just one of those things where if you have a long song, it's like a present to the people who are actually listening. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. Like as a listener, I feel that like with the Tarantel's whole untitled album, um, what's it called? Fear of Bridges. Uh, all oh, the songs yeah. are so long. I would love to figure out if you were right about that. So we recently read a short story. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the short uh, story was. Angel on the Angel on the Bridge yeah. or something like that. And it was about phobias. I think the author's name was Shev. Let's talk about this because I this, this has been sticking with me. So when we read it, uh, we have issues with the ending. But despite that, so essentially it's a story of a man who judges his family for having phobias of things. And then he ends up And then he a gets phobia. a phobia of, a, of crossing a bridge. Driving over the bridge. Driving yeah. over a bridge. And like big so... bridges though, not just like little ones. Like in it, he says that he can go over the little bridges, but he's from like San Francisco. So it's yeah. huge bridges. And it's such an interesting concept. Like I love just the thought of what that book is about. Yeah. And yeah, my favorite Tarantale album is Fear of Bridges. Um, so I desperately want to ask them. Yeah. Cause as we were reading it, that line came up in it and yeah. you were like, Whoa, I wonder if that's where they got that. And it's interesting going back to the Arbenia. I was just going to say, <laughs> I don't want to give it away too much, but, uh, when I was reading another book, yeah. there was uh, a whole passage that I connected to Arbenny and it ended up being true that he got these ideas from that book. Yeah without trying to spoil anything i know (laughs) yeah i think that's so cool yeah like when as a listener you kind of make that connection and especially when it's not spoken about yeah exactly seriously there's no write-ups at least recent obviously tarantel's not really a thing anymore but there's no real interviews with them there's a few but they're few and far between and they don't get into detail about anything it's like oh you guys came out with an album cool you know, it's like a pretty basic interview. Um, oh, man. I want to have them on. Because that would be so cool. Tarantel is like the best. And they're not even known. Anybody listening, just go listen to Tarantel. Like actually listen. Like actually <laughs> listen. Especially um, Fear of Bridges and I can never pronounce it. I think it's Ephiria. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the EP with... Uh, the song searching for things and looking for things listen to that one it's great it is so good i thought you were trying to mention a different album or ep no no no. so i was so confused i love (laughs) them and then just the the ep with paper white on as well because that's a classic but yeah um so that was pretty much all i wanted to talk about today you know i wanted to open up the discourse on on what people thought of artists uh release schedules and stuff like what they think if they pay attention to it. <laughs> if they even pay attention to it. I don't even know if people do. Um, and I, I have a feeling a lot of people are just going to say whatever the artist wants to do, then yeah. do it, you know. But thinking logistically, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts, you know. Yeah. What do you think the best way to release music is? Do you think surprise releases are the best ones in terms of just excitement and everything? Do you think maybe one or two singles and then drop a whole album? Or do you like six Singles. Or do you like six <laughs> singles on a nine-track album? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm personally against it, but it's the way things are right now. And even I did it, and I just didn't have fun with it. But that's the only reason. And I hope everybody found some great um, 
artists in music this past month. Yeah. I know I didn't, but <laughs> I'm going to be actively looking for next month. And uh, if anyone has any ideas or just things that they want us to talk about, let us know, I guess. Yeah, because <laughs> we never know what to talk about. We just kind of start and yeah. you get what you get. <laughs> but if there's something specifically that you would love to hear us talk about or any questions. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be fun to kind of do like a questions one one time. Yeah. If yeah. anybody wants to send in some Q&A questions, we could do that for the start of the year. I guess easily. send it into the We All Speak in Poems Instagram. Instagram or Twitter. Or Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And that'd be great. And yeah. But thanks for listening to our rambles. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, and we will chat, chat with later. everybody next time. And next week, there'll be another great episode. So be turned to, uh, be sure to tune back in. Thanks.